You're listening to the Gym Class Podcast from 1600 ESPN. It's the Gym Class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes on 1600 ESPN KGYM. Welcome in. Thursday edition of the program. It is February the 22nd, although it does not feel like February weather out there on February the 22nd, but we will take it. 63 glorious degrees and sunshine right now here in eastern Iowa. Welcome aboard as we take you through the 3 o'clock hour from the Eco Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Scott Unash joining you. Mark Dukes uh, from the uh, sunny back porch on the southwest side. Andrew on the other side of the glass here today. Uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Gotta pretty love good. the weather. Yeah. Gotta oh, love, love it. it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. We're going to pay for this dearly. Oh, yeah. What is it, like 70-something in a few days, and then the next day it drops to like 30 or something But like that goes back up a little bit, so, yeah. you know, you have one of those every once in yeah. a while, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine out there. Uh, Mark Dukes uh, joining us as well today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Scott, Andrew, everyone out there. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, spring training time in Peoria, Arizona catching a little bit of that and um, people have to remember that most of these guys are wearing numbers 70 and above at this point but baseball's back baseball's back that's great amazing spencer was catching it uh in the sports office chance uh you know of new players mm-hmm. <laughs> old players in new places etc cetera, etc cetera. And it is, uh, yeah, maybe that's the reason why the sun is out today. Maybe. And it's so warm here in eastern Iowa. Um, We do have baseball back, Mm -hmm. and that is a Mm -hmm. very, very good thought. 319-366-1600 is the uh, text line. That's the phone line as well. If you'd like to join us here today, that's 319-366-1600. So we've got that going on today, but it is... Of course, as most people remember and recall, you don't, Andrew, because you were not born yet. <laughs> Maybe. For, uh, Mark and I know exact. Mark, you remember exactly where you were at 44 years ago tonight when the United States hockey team beat the Soviet Union in what I still consider the greatest upset in sports history. Uh, I kind of do. I know it wasn't on Peacock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be now. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> I think I I heard about it, um, and and you know it felt like the United States won the gold medal, but it hadn't yet. No, I just had beaten the Russians, and yeah, quite a miracle, huh? Yeah, Al Michaels uttered the maybe the most famous phrase ever as far as sports broadcasting is concerned the uh, famous do you believe in miracles yes 44 years ago um the other thing was the fact that yeah that was not the gold medal game that was not the gold medal game the other uh, aspect of that was that it was played earlier in the day uh and in fact that was an abc they abc had the olympics back then that was only the second hockey game that Al Michaels had ever called. Little known fact right there. The great Al Michaels early in his career, 44 years ago today. And uh, the famous uh, slip by the uh, Channel 9 news team that night. <laughs> because that game was actually played not in primetime. It was played earlier in the day in Lake Placid. But, uh, you know, I guess that adds up and makes it even more uh, of a historical note and going down in the lore of United States sports history. Yeah, that uh, bunch of college kids beating the mighty Soviet Union and um, one of the great stories in, in sports history. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but... Um, I love Mike Ruzioni and 
uh, among the other guys. And uh, it was quite a scene once it aired. What, 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 what's it? Okay. ABC was going to show it later in the night and somebody on the broadcast team blew it before it was shown. Is that it? Yes. Uh, yeah. 7148 asking what was the slip? Yes. One of the, during the local news that night on channel nine, uh, one of the anchors let it slip that the Americans won the game. Keep in mind, this was 1980 mm-hmm. and there was no internet, Andrew. No, there was nothing. No. You did not know who won the game unless you, I mean, you had to dig for it and you had to find it. If you worked in the media. Yeah. You know, I was only 13 years old <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so I did not have any direct contact mm-hmm. with teletype. The AP, the AP wire was the information center, mm-hmm. even back into the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And the people back at uh, at TV nine knew about it and accidentally yeah. let it slip. <laughs> Whoops! Have we have we all seen the movie? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I was just about to mention that I saw the movie on like uh, a bus trip somewhere when I was in like high school or something. Yeah, one of the most inspirational movies, Kirk Russell. Uh, in there, the mm-hmm. uh, great speech playing Herb Brooks, the uh, late great coach of the uh, American hockey team. And y- unless you were around then, you just don't know how big that night was and how mm-hmm. big that game was and the, the outcome because it was at the height of the Cold War, mm-hmm. the mighty Soviet Union Red Army team, which was basically thought of as unbeatable. And came over and what was the, they played an exhibition game at Madison Square Garden, Mark. And it was, I, it was, I know it was a blowout. It was like eight, one, nine, one, 10, one, something like that. And everyone thought it was going to be that way again. Didn't turn out that way. A group of upstart college kids beat the red army team of the Soviet union. Mm -hmm. And uh, still, still gives you chills, man. Still gives you the the hairs in the back of your neck stand up when you think about it. There's never going to be anything like that again. No, I don't. Yeah, I, you mentioned it was more about hockey. Um, uh, it was more than just hockey, I should say, uh, at that time with the Cold War in 1980 and whatnot. And Andrew doesn't need a history uh, class today, does he? <laughs> I mean, I, some days I do. But no, today today's not one of those days because I know bits and pieces of this already. But I don't think there's an, an event today that can even compare to what this was. No, forty four years ago. No, there's nothing that can compare. Um, with the sports side of it, the political side of it, the ide- ideology side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Three one nine three six six. 1600. Thank you, Justin, for uh, backing us talking hockey here today, <laughs> even though it was 44 years ago today. Uh, yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. And even though we knew in Eastern Iowa who won, if you were paying attention to the TV nine news that night, it was still, uh, it was still pretty darn cool. And then they won the, uh, won the gold medal a few days later. Yeah. 319-366-1600 at 313. Kevin Lehman, the coach, is going to join us. We're going to have our off-the-glass segment, talk some uh, college hoops with you. and Plenty to discuss, as always, as we're getting uh, closer and closer to Selection Sunday. And uh, we will talk with Kevin coming up in just a little bit. I do feel old, 1345. I do feel old about that. Uh, but it was still a magnificent night. Still a magnificent night. Uh, we've got a big game in women's college basketball tonight, Mark, for the Iowa women as they try to climb up to the top of the Big Ten standings as Iowa is on the road at number 14, Indiana, tonight. That is a 7 o'clock start. Speaking of the uh, our favorite streaming platform of Big Ten play, uh, it will be on that tonight beginning at 7 o'clock. Fourth-rated Iowa 
and number 14, Indiana Hawks. One game behind Ohio State in the Big Ten standings and Ohio State. They've got a they've got a tough one tonight as well, Mark. They go to Happy Valley to take on a, a pretty good Penn State team. Yeah, and uh, maybe not the greatest of times for Iowa to play Indiana after the Hoosiers got uh, buried against Illinois, an up-and-coming team in the Big Ten. Very solid program that just took Indiana apart. have to imagine Indiana's going to be uh, juiced up for this game, but uh, I, I think Kalen Clark's pursuit of the record is in the rearview mirror. You can talk about Woodard and others and Pete Maravich and whatnot, but um, the long-publicized pursuit of Kelsey Plum's record is in the rearview mirror, and I think that will help Iowa tonight. I think it will, uh, as well as having a week off to just kind of absorb that uh, a little bit. And we talked about that last week. And, yeah, I think um, I think that was the best thing that Iowa could have had was that, that break in the schedule right there. Now, there is another pursuit. Pete Maravich's record is out there. I think you uh, let me know today, Mark, what, 99 right now behind Pete Maravich for all-time college, uh, you know, men or women as far as scoring is concerned in a, in a career? Uh, that's, uh, that's what I have right now. And um, I don't think much of, a, of this pursuit, really. Uh, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's apples to oranges, uh, not because it's a woman against a male, but we're talking about 50 years ago. And, well, it's really hard to compare generations and rules. Uh, Maravich didn't have the... Uh, the three-point line, although he wasn't a pure long-range shooter. He, he was a slasher, mid-range jumper, whatnot. But, um, you know, and, and uh, no shot clock and whatnot. The game is different, whether you're talking about male or female, uh, what have you. So I I think looking at this is – it's going to be noted, but I think it's apples to oranges uh, per se. Yeah. 319-366-1600. Cajun Troy letting us know. And freshman couldn't play then. Pete Maravich did this in three years. Had no three-point line. If there was a three-point line, that record would be so far out and beyond being touched by anyone. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clark wouldn't be that close if there wasn't a three-point goal. Correct. I mean, she has four or five, three hundred, four or five hundred three-point goals, so. Um, that's why I say apples to oranges and, but the points well taken Maravich averaged 44 points a game. Think about that too. (laughs) As we, as we uh, go down memory lane, uh, throughout the evening here, 5268 says, I think I'll watch slap shot tonight. A great hockey movie. (laughs) No, the greatest hockey movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. (laughs) What about the mighty ducks there? Come on. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, that's full on my generation right there. The Hanson brothers. By the <laughs> way, um, speaking of slap shot, of course, uh, Paul DiMa- uh, Paul Diamato passed away, who played the one of the great uh, characters of Slap Shot, uh, Tim Doctor Hook McCracken. <laughs> Just died yesterday at age 76. It was in other movies mm-hmm. as well, but uh, he was also in Slapshot. was terrific in that movie. Uh, it makes me laugh every time I see it. Every time I see it. It's good stuff out there. Of course, they said they were going to watch it after the Iowa women's game coming up tonight. Um, yeah, 3148. Hey, Mark said yesterday he broke down and paid the six bucks for Peacock. Yeah, please Stop uh, complaining about Peacock. <laughs> if Mark can do it, everybody can do it, right? Is that true, Mark? Well, it's a point well taken, yeah. for After the football season, I, I didn't see much need to get Peacock. I didn't care about some of the Iowa non-conference games, but I just came to the realization that, you know, we talk about sports on a daily basis, and I damn sure better take in the Iowa-Michigan State game and, and tonight's Iowa-Indiana women's game. As simple as that. Yeah. I used to spill more than six bucks a, uh, in an hour. So. <laughs> when we were 
were younger then. 27-23 said we got cheated not being able to watch Pistol Pete play at LSU. Speaking of LSU and uh, also Cajun Troy reminding us of this last night. Uh, yes, Angel Reese was part of the court storming last night at, uh, at the men's game with LSU uh, getting the victory last night, I believe, over Kentucky. And find a hundred thousand dollars. And find the SEC will find Not you. Herb, Herb at the school. No, yeah. but Angel could have picked up the tab on that one, more than likely. But she didn't, as as she should not be able or have expected to do that anyway. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Let's bring in Bert, uh, who's one more remembrance of of uh, going down memory lane for you, Andrew, and that's it. We're done after this. Okay. <laughs> but, Bert, good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. So, uh, Mark, you being a newspaper guy, you remember the Des Moines Register used to put out the uh, uh, the sports page. It was called the Big Peach. Yeah, don't swear at me, Bert, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure do. I kid. I kid. They, uh, I've been meaning to call out here a couple weeks ago, but as of uh, February 4th, 1971, they had a little disclaimer that said that uh, their suppliers were unable to uh, supply newsprint that uh, would meet their standards of peach. So from now on, the, the big peach wasn't going to be quite as peachy. Mm. <laughs> hey, th- yeah, and it was it was tell you what, back in the day and Mark can attest to this. Uh there was a I mean, we had some terrific sports sections. Still do. Still do. But man alive, you had great writers back uh when the register was under the Big Peach, when Mark was running the Gazette back in the uh in the heyday. And again, I'm not putting it down right now. That's not what I'm doing. Not what I'm doing. Uh, in fact, we're going to have Jeff Linder of the Gazette on coming up tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, there was some uh, – that, that was the days when – yeah, that was a four-letter word <laughs> to Mark. <laughs> but for well, – just, just, just because the Register and its terrific writers were uh, competitors. Uh, I picked up the Big Peach uh, every Sunday. I picked it up every day, but I picked it up to see what if anything I had – or our staff had gotten beat on. Um, they just had a great staff from Chuck Burdick and the preps to Mally and Maury White and Buck Turnbull and on and on. And um, this, I don't know if I ever knew the origin, maybe get back, Bert, but uh, why it became the, why and when it became the big peach on Sunday. Do you know? Yeah, I, I would have no idea. I don't no, either. I don't either. Our fan, our our listeners are going to let us know. They will let us know, Bert. So keep tuning in right here. Thanks for the call. Pre- appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Bye. You bet. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred at three twenty two. I've been talking about. Uh, let's see. Slap shot. The forty fourth anniversary of the United States beating the Soviet Union in hockey. Uh, the Iowa women's basketball team against Indiana. Coming up tonight, um, we've hit it all, I think, so far. The coach, Kevin Lehman, is going to join us coming up in just a little bit. Uh, news today, Mark, as well, that the college, hey, you know what? Unless you're out there driving, raise your hand if you've heard this before. The college football playoff wants to expand after expanding three months ago or whatever. They want 14 instead of 12 now. Why 14? I have no idea. What a random number. If you're going to do this or think about it, go to 16. Some people are saying go to the Division I AA model of 24 and get it done with. Well, as soon as you go to 24, it's going to be 32 down the road. Uh, This is not going to end anytime soon, Mark, and it just means more and more money. And we'll probably, what, have a 12-team playoff one year, and then we're going to 14? Well, the 12 team is for uh, the next two years and the college football playoff committee looking at 2026 and beyond. And I don't know where it stops. Uh, Frankly, I don't know in any given year if there are 12 teams 
that are capable of winning the national championship. Some years there aren't four. I mean, was Liberty last year or, or, or this coming year really capable of winning a national title? No. No. And would the number 14 team really be capable of winning a national title? In my opinion, not in football. I think they can in basketball easily. But the rigors of football, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, let the 12 marinate a little bit for a while. See how it plays out. See how it works with the other bowls um, before you start thinking about going to 14 or maybe 16 or somewhere else down the line. We already have the NCAA basketball tournament thinking about expanding so that we could get fantastic teams such as Rutgers this year uh, and others into the uh, field of 128 or 96 or whatever they want to do uh, coming down the line. But, you know, take it, uh, let it, let it marinate a little bit as far as football is concerned. See how it goes with 12 before you start thinking about 14 already. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can bring in the FCS argument. FCS has 24 teams and it survived quite well, but, you know, it, it always seems to come down to one of the Dakotas or or somebody that's really hot. Um, um, so, I mean, there's, what, 20 teams incapable of winning the national title in FCS. So uh, I get that. It kind of fortifies my point of more and more expansion, uh, the playoffs getting watered down. Yeah. I Although would... I'll watch. <laughs> oh, we'll watch. And that's uh, that's why – they want to expand it. That's why they want to expand it. 319-366-1600. Going to talk to the coach, Kevin Lehman. We're going to get a Bowling Night in America wrap-up for you. We will do that before 4 o'clock here today. But uh, first, we want to get it to Mark for an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update. It's brought to you by Emil's Hideaway, 1st Avenue Southeast in Cedar Rapids. They are right across from the Lindale Mall and next to the Home Depot. Online at emilshideaway.com. They're open at 4 o'clock Monday through Saturday. And uh, how about scoreboard today? Cedar Rapids Xavier product, Mitch Keller of the Pittsburgh Pirates, has agreed uh, in, uh, reportedly to a five-year contract extension at $77 million. He also has been named the opening day starter for the Pirates for the second straight year. We've... Uh, on local programming, talked about EA Sports College Football 25. Uh, more than 11,000 college football players on 134 teams will be eligible to opt in uh, for uh, NIL on this product. They will receive $600 plus a copy of the game. I was Cooper DeGene will not test during the upcoming NFL Combine as he continues to rehab from his leg injury. And finally, because we need to follow up, 15-year-old <laughs> Charlie Woods, son of Tiger, has failed in his uh, attempt to advance through the pre-qualifier uh, for an event on the PGA Tour. Charlie shot 86 today with a 12 on a par 4. We've talked about this, and like I said, I hope uh, I hope his getting in did not take a spot of somebody that's trying to make a living with shooting an 86. It was shouldn't have been there, shouldn't have tried it. He's 15. Have fun with your high school golf team. Get into college golf, then maybe you can think about it if you're good enough to do it, and I'm sure he's going to be good enough to do it, but that was an abomination to shoot an 86. There you go. Too much press. Too much pressure on this kid. On the other hand, the Woodses have brought him up, brought it on themselves. Eighty-six today. I hope to beat that on Sunday. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. We're going to talk to the coach Kevin Lehman coming up here in just a couple of moments. I want to remind you that the uh, sixteen hundred ESPN five thousand dollar man cave giveaway continues right now. This is a national contest, and yet one local sixteen hundred ESPN listener is guaranteed to win at least five hundred dollars. Enter with this winning sports word. 
Radio. Right now at KGYMRadio.com. Why shouldn't you have a $5,000 man cave paid for by 1600 ESPN? Again, get all the details at our website at KGYMRadio.com. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast and we're going to have plenty of sunshine today and temperatures are going to be in the mid to upper 50s. It'll be a bit breezy and then later on tonight it'll stay breezy with temperatures dropping into the low 30s. Tomorrow we'll have sunshine to start. Some clouds will be passing through with a cold front. Temperatures will be held to the mid 40s and there may be a few sprinkles or flurries. Then we'll be in the low to mid 40s on Saturday with some warmer weather next week. That's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Hey, remember when we were having conversations without words like inflation, recession? <sighs> yeah, I miss those days too. So at Quickstar, we're feeling a bit nostalgic. So we've lowered the prices on all our take-home meals. Every day, not on second Tuesdays or every good Friday. Every day, make your next meal a trip down savings lane with chicken, bacon, mac and cheese, just $4.99. Or spaghetti and meatballs, $5.99. Quickstar, we got mealtime savings nostalgia covered. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I lock up my Old Spice Fiji Aluminum Free Dry Spray to keep that 24-7 lasting freshness safe for myself. Fresh coconuts, palm trees in the wind. It's like catching waves in Fiji. Actually, I just talked myself into a refreshing spritz of Fiji. My Old Spice is missing! No! At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Top of the seventh looks like a pitching change as they've set up for a corner kick. The two black belts have entered the mat, and the slider is low and away. He heads the ball to midfield. This is quite a kumate. Here comes the roundhouse. Has it got enough gas to get out of here? Unbelievable! They've bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Kick savings pitch karate! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Back with you at 332 on a Thursday edition of the gym class right here on 1600 ESPN. Eastern Iowa's home for sports. Thank you for joining us. Do appreciate it each and every day. Spencer on sports coming your way next. He will take you uh, through the 4 o'clock and the 5 o'clock hour. And then uh, back with the uh, Todd Brommel Camp show tomorrow morning beginning at 630 in the AM. Kevin Lehman, the coach, joining us uh, with our Off the Glass segment. We talk college basketball each Thursday at 330 throughout the season. And uh, Kevin, uh, I think last night, if it has not happened already, I think we witnessed the end of, and maybe this has happened before, over the last couple of years, I and you said it as well, I don't think we can call the Indiana basketball team a blue blood anymore. What happened at Assembly Hall last night to the Hoosiers as they were absolutely waxed at home by Nebraska, booed by their student section last night. Um, I mean, Mike Woodson's gone, but is this the end of Indiana as a, as a true blue blood in, in college basketball? Yeah, that was not good, and you've got a Nebraska team that's uh, on the upsurge, but I think what's more a problem with this Hoosier fan base is the uh, race for Dusty May, and they're afraid that the Buckeyes are going to beat them out for the Dusty May sweepstakes. I would agree. I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the end, Kevin, because with the transfer portal, you can get good in a hurry. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark, but when's the last time that this Indiana team has been relevant? You almost have to go back to, uh, you know, Bob Knight era because they have not been, and we've seen that with a number of teams. You know, Kentucky's kind of been up and down of late, too. So, And UCLA is under 
was under a bit of resurgence, but they've dropped off again this season. So it's an ever-changing world in the college of basketball, but they are not happy in Hoosier land right now. Oh, beyond unhappy. <laughs> in fact, I, I'm really kind of shocked that we have not heard anything about Mike Woodson's future today. Um, I kind of expected to wake up today seeing that Indiana has let him go, but that is not the case. Uh, but it is coming. And barring an unforeseen run in the NCAA tournament to get in, or in the Big Ten tournament to get in, uh, Mike Woodson's days are numbered. Uh, despite being an alum of the Hoosiers. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, uh, look what happened Tuesday night at the Breslin Center. Uh, the Hawkeyes behind Ben Cricky, Patrick McCaffrey, Peyton Sanford get a victory on the road to go to 8-8 eight and eight, uh, with four games left in the regular season. And uh, as uh, a listener pointed out yesterday on Twitter to me, they're not. They are being looked at by Joe Lenardi. At least he's got him in the fine print now on the bottom of the page. He's got Iowa listed. They've got opportunities ahead of them because of those last remaining games, four of them, three are quad ones. And they, you know, they picked up a quad one with – Wisconsin win at Michigan State. Here's the stat that bounced out at me, guys. You go to the Breslin Center against Michigan State team, the Hawkeyes got the free throw line 23 times to just 14 for Michigan State. That's a rarity when you play a Tom Izzo team that you can get more free throws. And even they made more, the Hawks did, than the Spartans attempted. And, again, Iowa team with low turnovers, recipe for success for Fran's team. And I'll tell you what, guys, since – Patrick McCaffrey's come back. I've seen this subtle change. I do that black and gold breakdown with uh, Kent McClawson and Rob Brooks on Mediacom. Ever since Patrick's come in, it's given better floor spacing. And, you know, Cricky had a big game against Michigan State, and we saw Owen Freeman got in foul issues. But when they're playing with Patrick, he's spreading the floor more, and there's more room for Freeman and Cricky to operate inside. I just like the dynamics of this Iowa team since Patrick's been back, and not necessarily because he have to score, but the threat of him being able to score has changed the offensive dynamics of this Iowa team. Kevin, isn't there a danger, and um, um, this obvious question, I think, but um, to, to get too high, too low on your team in college basketball, maybe this victory uh, Tuesday night was just a tease. Fans. Well, I, I mean, it's a team. Yeah, I, I mean, you see UConn go down, Purdue go down. It's not the end of the world for them. I'll guarantee you it's a tease for Iowa fans. I've got, you know, a brother in law in Des Moines that is, you know, uh, grew up in Iowa City and is a avid Hawkeye fan. And he's, he's already, uh, after this win, he's, he's spouting off how they're, they're already in the tournament. I said, no, Marty Mack, they got a little work to do before they get there. Uh, but certainly gives Iowa fans hope that there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel for this Iowa team. Uh, I tell you what, Mark, it's uh, here's the amazing thing. When you, in my position as an analyst, you go into those team shoot-arounds, and I had Bradley yesterday. They got boat raced in the first half by Northern Iowa uh, this weekend, and I go in there Wednesday, they're not Missouri State. He's got that team upbeat. They've already put that bad performance in the rearview mirror, and they come out. And uh, they hit a ton of threes at Missouri State. I've seen all these coaches able, whether it's a win or loss, put it quickly in their rearview mirror and get ready for the next one. What would Iowa have to do? I mean, you got to think at the very least, split the last four uh, to go ten and ten. That puts the Hawks at eighteen and thirteen. Three, two wins, probably three wins. Wouldn't you say to get to twenty-one and fourteen? Does twenty-one and fourteen get them in? Well, I think more importantly, what you have to look at, Scott, is the quad one, quad two wins. Right. That's that's how they're being compared by the committee, and you know people don't understand all that. And here's what: basically, there's three hundred and sixty-two teams, uh, and nineteen percent of them make the NCAA tournament. That's the sixty-eight team field. But when you think of the uh, non-Power 6 teams that get in with automatic bids, it's about 15% of the Power 6 conference teams make up that field of 68. That's why they're talking about expansion. 
because they don't think that's a high enough number for those Power Six teams. But uh, you know, back to your question about Iowa. So those quad wins are being compared with other teams in the field. That's basically what they're doing in that committee room is they're, they're taking those resumes and, and comparing. So that's why it's so important for Iowa. If they can sweep Illinois, that's going to be huge for them. That would be huge because there's two big wins. And at Northwestern's not an easy place to play, as we know. And Minnesota, with uh, their last win, they have moved into a quad one. So Iowa got credit for that one, too, now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did move up there. So so the resume is it's there for them for these Hawks fans. Uh, and I think it, it's kind of fun because that's what's nice about this time of year. If you got a team playing well, you got a chance to do it if you're in those power six conferences because you can get those types of wins. You know, in the old days, they used to look at what you did in the last 10 games. They don't do that anymore. They look at that entire body of work. But, uh, you know, I was got a chance. There, there's still, <laughs> what's the old saying in Dumb and Dumber? You mean I got a chance? <laughs> Kevin, um, big Monday, Iowa State falling at Houston. And uh, I think we can agree Shed was the difference in that game. But, um, I, after viewing that game and remembering the game in Ames, I don't see a huge difference aside from maybe should in these two teams. But think about Iowa State, and maybe you can expand on it. The final five games are not against, um, mostly against upper echelon Big 12 teams. Their heavy lifting is done, Mark. Uh, but hopefully they're the opposite of Iowa. So they got some – their opportunities might be to get a bad loss. So they have to stay focused, which I think T.J. Osselberg can do with this team. But, yeah, West Virginia at home, uh, bottom feeder in the Big 12 right now, and then Oklahoma team has been up and down at home. They have to go to Central Florida, dangerous, because they beat Kansas at Central Florida. And then they've got that little match with K-State. Remember the dust-up we had where Jerome Tank accused uh, T.J. staff of filming his huddles uh, so they go back in the, the little apple. That'll be an interesting game for Iowa State. But I'm with you on this watching Houston, Iowa State. Shed was a difference. He may be the player of the year in the Big 12. And uh, I still think it's a toss-up between Kelvin Sampson and T.J. Alsberger, who's going to be Big 12 coach of the year. But let me throw this on you, on you guys. Are you better, as brutal as the Big 12 is, are you better off to bow out early in the Big 12 tournament and get some extra rest before I have to turn around and play in the NCAA tournament. Because I believe that championship's on a Saturday. Correct. You're going to be traveling that, that next Tuesday. You'll be on a plane traveling Tuesday. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, and I know Iowa State fans, and, and nobody wants to hear that, your team to go out early in the conference tournament. But how many times have you seen a team have to play three games in three days, like you mentioned, and just lay everything out on the line, get that emotional lift of lifting the trophy and then look bad in the NCAA tournament because the tank's empty. Um, and basically, what if you're Iowa State? Are you? You're a most of the bracketology has them as a high, highest three, lowest two right now. I mean, I don't think you're going to get to a one. Is it, I don't think you're going to fall to a four. I mean, is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. I I see your point though. I think if you win the Big 12 tournament, if the Cyclones do, they get into the two-seed line. But to your point, Scott, think back of Iowa, because the Big 10 plays that championship game on Sunday when the Hawks went won four games, and then they turned around and lost to Richmond three days later because their tank was empty. Uh, so it's, a, you know, it's even a bigger problem, the Big 10, because that championship game is the last one played before they do the Selection Sunday show. Well, when we go to 96 or 128 or whatever it's going to be, it's going to be selection uh, Saturday, and they're going to start playing on Tuesday or even Friday. I don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, money grab, isn't it? Uh, it's unreal. Uh, you know, college football playoffs, let's expand that. Uh, it, this thing is a money grab, and I don't know if they're going to kill the Golden Goose someday. What's going to happen with college athletics? Because it's, it's gotten way out of control, not only by the players, in the NIL era, but also these administrators are trying to jump all over this and get as much income as possible. It's uh, it's no longer amateur sports, as we well know. 
down the stretch in the Missouri Valley, uh, which you're very familiar with, Kevin, and uh, Drake with a, a nice win last night. Drake, you and I on Saturday, those teams playing probably for different motivations, no? Yeah, and you and I, you know, tripped up last night, Illinois State, uh, Illinois State, a team that's coming on. A tough road for the Northern Iowa Panthers to get that top four seed, which gives you the first round bye. And it's so important in the big in the Valley because no team has ever played on Thursday in that play-in game and were able to win on Sunday. Nobody's ever won four in a row in 33 years of that league in St. Louis. So, And, and Drake, they've come on strong. They got a share of it with Indiana State. And Belmont was a big game for them. They got to go to UNI, and they've got to go to UIC. And then we're going to have Bradley uh, at Drake the last game, and that may be the for them to get at least a share of the Valley title. You remember last year Bradley beat them in that last game that Bradley was a great broadcast that we had. We're a little disappointed, though, Clay Matvek and I, because we thought we'd end up going to this Drake at UNI game on Saturday because in-state rivalry. I don't know why they didn't pick that. I guess I do because Northern Iowa just lost at UIC uh, the day before they made those picks. So we are, we've got Missouri State at Belmont. So I'm flying out to Nashville tomorrow to catch that game on Saturday. It's never a bad thing to have a weekend in, in Nash Vegas, though. Well, I'm still on the road back from being down there in the Ozarks in Springfield. I've been there twice. Saturday I had a, a 1 o'clock tip, and I had to be back in Cedar Falls for a 1 o'clock tip Sunday and turn around and drill back again Tuesday. Uh, so I'm still in route. I took the wrong turn in the Ozarks, guys, so don't ever do that because I was on a number of those blacktops that had double-letter names. HHs, CCs, BBs, you don't want to be on those blacktops. Now, you're going up and down hills, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, I, I, I read... all that Jesse uh, James territory. <laughs> Kevin, I read a piece uh, in today's Gazette on A.J. Green and and uh, what he's doing in the NBA. He got a couple, three years' experience now. And um, reading that made me, want, uh, made me think about Darren DeVries. And how their two games compare and contrast as it relates to the NBA level. Got any opinions? Oh, you're talking about Tucker DeVries. Tucker DeVries, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking back to days when Darren played at Northern Iowa when I was there. Cause Darren <laughs> was a really good player. Darren, he poor boys you, but he's top ten in uh, in Northern Iowa history in steals, three points, three pointers made, three, uh, free throw percentage. Uh, that little farm boy could really play. But his his son, I think that's a great comparison because when I talked to Darren last year, the NBA was kind of telling him the same thing they do with AJ. You're going to run the corners and shoot threes. Uh, they take the ball handling decisions away from you because in the NBA, and this comes from Nick Nurse, the easiest way to score is the free throw line, shooting free throws. The second most effective way to score in the NBA is the corner three. So they like guys that can get down there and shoot those. So I think he's got a chance to answer your question, Mark. And, I, and they're telling uh, – uh, here's the instance. I think he'll test the NBA draft this year, Tucker will. The instance to see if he comes back for that last year or not. Uh, depends on what kind of feedback he gets. But I tell you what, he's got all that it thing about him. I mean, this kid is really talented offensively. He's a leader in assists this year since Roman Penn is gone. Uh, he's second rebound behind the big guy, Darnell Brody, but he does so many things with that team. And he's got that warrior spirit. He's just got that it factor. He tries to find ways to win games for you. Fearless to take big shots. The other thing I think is NBA's got to like. Uh, I think some question about his lateral quickness, which will be a concern in the NBA. And uh, you know, the Valley's got Ben Shepard, got what picked by the Pacers, 24th pick last year. They got another kid for Belmont's playing in the NBA, and of course, A.J. Green. So, Get, still getting a few Valley guys in the NBA. Hey, I wanted to ask your opinion on this, Kevin. And uh, speaking of Darren DeVries, uh, and we talked about Mike Woodson at the beginning of the segment here, but there are other coaching. You get at this time of the year, you get the uh, rumor mill started about uh, which coach is going to be gone and who uh, is who are going to be the, the hot coaches that are going to be talked about. Right. Top of the list on most of those uh, hot coaches is Darren DeVries. What are chances that he could leave Des Moines? Well, he's, 
they got to talk about him because this is his sixth season. He's had six twenty-one seasons and a program that had been fairly doormat since Kimo De- Kino Davis left. Uh, Nico Medved had one year, good year before that, but that was a doormat program. And he's brought him back. They've done a lot of things for him there with the renovation of Nap. Uh, I know he's able to do a number of what we call buy games and bring teams into play at the Nap. That's why they had that huge non-conference win streak. I think it's up to forty-three now. But to answer your question. Here's what I always tell people about Darren DeVries. He stayed at Creighton for 20 years. 20 years. His daughter, Tatum, is a volleyball player at Waukee Northwest. His sister, Jody, is the coach. His other brothers all live in uh, Iowa. Jared is assistant football coach at Clear Lake. His, I think his other two brothers in Des Moines area. His parents still live in the same house he grew up in in Applington. You know, I think he's an Iowa kid through and through. So, uh It'd be interesting to see. That's going to be a tough decision for Darren DeVries because he will have opportunities and obviously deserves those opportunities. He's done an unbelievable coaching job this year because you think of you know, Penn, Sturch, D.J. Wilkins. These guys played five years for him. Gone, seamless transition with his new guys. They're back with a share of the title right now. Do you have faith in Purdue in the NCAA tournament? I think there's three teams. Have separated themselves. Uh, UConn, even though they got blasted by Creighton, as Mark says, it's been happening. Uh, Purdue and Houston. I think those three have, sep- in my mind, have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Uh, but to answer your question, no, I don't. I think still so much pressure on those Boilermakers after their early bows, not only last year, but look at their history. Uh, and you know, it's it's a one game deal. You only have they. You don't have to be better than a team for 40 minutes. It's not a seven-game series like the NBA. And that's what makes this so intriguing in March because of that. Uh, so I think we're in for a great another great March this year. I would agree. I would agree. Slapshot is the best hockey movie, right? I, I tell, did you read the background on that? The Hanson brothers were really hockey players. Oh, yeah. And there's three of them. The third one got called up. So the other guy that was playing the Hanson brother actually played on that team. And the girl that wrote that story, her brother played in the team. And she was doing, uh, wanted to do a movie script. She sold it to Paul Newman. Uh, it's a great story if you read the background. That thing. And they literally had racetrack. Their first paycheck, they bought a racetrack that went all the way to the Hanson Brothers. Electric car racetrack that went all the way through their house, through the kitchen, through the bathroom, through the living room. And that's all those dudes did. They drank beer and did race cars. Hey, re- real quick, we got a question from 9663. Is, uh, your thoughts uh, about the chance that Greg McDermott goes to Ohio State? I'd say, why? He's got it cooking at Creighton. They uh, are top five in the nation in attendance. I don't know why he would do that. He's eight, I know Greg's 60. He's either 60 or 61. Uh Unless there's a problem with NIL at Creighton, and I can't see that how there could be because, you know, I was over there for six years. That town has got new money, old money, and Nebraska football is always going to be number one, but Creighton isn't far behind. I just don't see what the motivation for him to take that yeah. job would be. And he's been he's done power five, and that wasn't for him. This is a perfect well, spot for him. I'll tell you, uh, Scott Mark, when I told my son, who lives in Omaha, asked me the same question. I said, Greg's got a great agent, and he just got Greg a raise. <laughs> Probably <laughs> did. Probably did. All right, happy hoops. Uh, we will talk next. Uh, we're going to talk Friday of next week, so we're looking forward to that. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Slapshot here as soon as I get a chance. There Thank you me. go. Thanks, you Kevin. Going to go on that one. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Kevin Lehman, the coach, joining us here uh, Thursdays on the gym class here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, 5268 says last year they picked Purdue to go all the way in the NCAA tournament, and uh, they lost that first game. I'm picking them to lose right away this year. No confidence right there. Uh, We've got confidence that we are going to have a Bowling Night in America wrap-up for you, and we'll do it after this here on 1600 ESPN. Two of Rock's finest. Primus. Coheed and Cambria. Together in one night. Saturday, July 27th, McGrath Amphitheater. Special guest, Too Many Zoos. On sale Friday at 10 a.m. at CREventsLive.com. Primus. One, two, three,
Cambria. Live. Presented by Mammoth. Get expert tips and analysis on sports betting from the WagerWise podcast at KGYMRadio.com. Brought to you by Betfred Sportsbook. May City Bowl is always a good time, Dukes. Even when we're not bowling so great, Scott. Well, May City Bowl does it right. A full-service pro shop for serious bowlers. And fun for everyone, like Glow Bowling Friday and Saturday nights. Our team, the Rusty Nails, is in the Adult League. But they have leagues for every age and skill. And you can call ahead for open lane times. So whether you're leaguers or just want to have fun, it's always a great time at May City Bowl. Off Williams Boulevard, Southwest and Cedar Rapids, the official sponsor of Bowling Night in America on the gym. Back with you here on the uh, Thursday edition of the program. Spencer on Sports coming your way next. And uh, we need to get to a Bowling Night in America wrap-up. Brought to you by May City Bowl on Trent Street Southwest in Cedar Rapids, the home of Bowling Night in America. I, I got updates throughout the night, Mark, and they were, for the most part, good updates. Solid night for the Rusty Nails, even without Scott Unash. The Nails with a 19-11 to 11 victory last night. Right now, tied for third in the Evergreen League. Big, big night for two guys in particular, Joel Donner and Austin Summer with perfect games. And Summer with a high series in the league at 786. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. First night we haven't had, we had uh, more than one perfect game. So, good job. Yeah, and Downer's had many of them. Too many didn't even count. (laughs) He could share one with me. (laughs) Uh, We'll do it again next week as uh, we're getting, we're dwindling here. The weeks are dwindling down, Mark. Dwindling down toward playoff time, right? Yeah, well, it's a a (laughs) one-gamer. First, Really? Is oh. that that's the playoff? One week playoff. Oh wow! No, this is not. This is not like the FedEx Cup or uh, NASCAR. This is a winner take all, baby. One last week. Tickets not quite on sale yet, but we will let you know when they do. When they do go on sale for that. I'm kidding. Maybe Peacock wants to pick it up. Peacock could pick it up. Peacock could get it. Uh, if you want to inquire about the uh, pro shop. As well as open bowling, what number should they call? Three six two zero one three six is the line out at May City, or you can visit the website maycitybowlcr.com. Big show coming up uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, Jeff Linder will join us not only to uh, preview the girls' state basketball tournament, which starts on Monday, but also uh, Iowa and Indiana playing tonight. Uh, Iowa and Illinois will come up over the weekend on Sunday as well. We will talk about that in college basketball with Jeff. And then Tom Caker will join us uh, from Hawkeye Report uh, talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes. That will be coming up on Friday and get you ready for the weekend as well. Mark, have a uh, terrific night, and uh, we will catch up tomorrow at 3. Sounds great. Talk to you then. All right. Andrew, you have a uh, good time with Spencer, and we'll uh, see you next week. Yes. Have a good week. You bet. All right. Stay tuned. Spencer on Sports coming your way next right here on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports, 1600 ESPN. Have a great night, everybody. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS with